One thing that always amazes me, particularly when it comes to funerals, is the treasures that exist in somebody's life. That you might just see them coming here, perhaps on a walker, perhaps in a wheelchair, perhaps just shuffling along. And when they die, you unfortunately get to hear the wonderful story that these people have lived. There was somebody living in Libertyville that I did their funeral probably five, six weeks ago, and I'd like to share her story with you. It is so remarkable, it could easily be a tremendous novel or a movie in itself. This woman grew up in Hungary under Soviet rule. And as in Czechoslovakia, the Prague Spring, so in the same way in Hungary, there was an uprising, a desire for freedom, a desire for dignity, and a desire for democracy. And once again, Stalin and sent in his troops to suppress it. This young woman was 10 years of age, and her father was, uh, you could say, a leader in the community. He was a professional soccer player, and he had his own company, and he cared for a lot of people as well. He got word that he was going to be arrested and probably shipped to Russia, God only knows where, but it wasn't going to be a nice place. So he was able to get for his family um, um, fake ID papers, and then they decided to make a run for it to get to Austria. So that the journey to a town the bordering Hungary and Austria. And when they got on the train, this man, this woman's father, took her and put her seating with two other people, another couple. He says, you stay there as we make this journey. And he says, and you don't know us, your mom and dad, you don't know us. And if they take us out and shoot us, you're not to cry or you're not to scream. Because they will do exactly the same to you. So they made their journey. And can you imagine the tension of on a train journey and being searched and stopped by the Soviets with guns and even a little 10-year-old child? And going all the way along to the border. And then when they got to the border, they had to go into hiding. Because what they were terrified of, somebody would squeal on them. Somebody would report them and get an, an, a reward for betraying them and handing them over. So then during the night, they had to, I'm sure there were many people from the safe house, going across the fields and the hills to try and get into Austria. And as they were going along, somebody tripped over a wire, a trip wire that was put in place. So lights came on, alarms went off, the Soviets came out with their dogs searching for them. But thankfully they made it across into Austria, went into a refugee camp, and eventually came to the United States, to Evanston. And their home then became a home for other refugees as well. And eventually they settled here in Libertyville, and we had our funeral here. Now, when you see a little old lady coming up to you for communion, 
you don't think of stuff like this. You don't imagine that that person could have lived such a life. But why I'm telling you this story is today we're talking about good practice, orthopraxis, actions that reveal God in our lives. And this story abounds with actions that reveals God in their lives. From the very first person who said to her dad, they're coming to get you. It's time to get out of here. To that couple on the train who put the little girl beside them. If they were found out, they were going to be taken out and shot as well. It was vicious. To the people in the train that didn't betray them, even if they had any suspicions. To the people who had the safe house. How they could sleep at night, I don't know. But they opened their house as a safe house for people who wanted to get away from communist rule, from, from tyranny. And eventually then, they got into a refugee camp and they had safety, and eventually they came to the United States. What the point I want to make is that when somebody goes through a very difficult time in their lives, and a lot of people in our parish have gone through very difficult times, we have to constantly remind ourselves that it is in the words and in the actions of people towards us in difficult times that God is manifesting his presence. It might be something very, very simple. Obviously, preparing a meal for somebody who is bereaved, who is distressed, offering to pray for them, uh, reaching out to them, trying to do some good for them. These are all the ways in which Jesus Christ is manifesting himself, risen Lord, in people's lives today. And it is something that we are all invited to. The gift, discipleship is a gift. And we are all to invited to accept that gift, the opportunity to be a disciple to other people in our lives. People went to great risk in this woman's lives. And we have to be willing to take a risk as well. Some people find it too risky to kind of cross the pathway to a neighbor's house and to even say hello to them, to even to get to know them. They find it too risky maybe to greet somebody on the road, somebody in our neighborhood that perhaps um, is challenged in some way and to, to safely encounter them and say good morning to them or good evening to them. What Jesus is inviting you into is through your actions to manifest his presence in people's lives. Jesus, as a leader of a world religion at the time, the, the inspiration of a world religion, the amount of time he spent uh, in Jerusalem and among the scribes and Pharisees was insignificant. He spent all of his time going out to the remote areas, to the last, the least, and the lowly. 
and he manifested himself to them primarily through actions that brought healing, that brought priests, that took people by the hand and raised them up. And he wants to continue that presence through all of us gathered in his name. So, my words to you today are to encourage you to engage in actions that bring goodness and life and hope and peace and healing in other people's lives. Because in that way, you are manifesting a tremendous way that Jesus has chosen to reveal himself to those who are suffering in some way.